0: Cyril, what a beauty!
1: community and welcome to the Drock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Dog. I am joined by Damo and Patch. Damo, as a brother who is also 4-1 and one, or their team is 4-1 and one in the AFL, how are you feeling on this fine Monday night?
2: Life is good at the top, isn't it, Dog?
1: It's good to be the king, isn't it? I say with full confidence. Uh, we obviously, our two teams will clash this week out in the West. And Damo, the last few games, it's been a a Blues victory. So I am going to humbly say that I think you guys will probably smack us because we will not tag Andrew Brayshaw.
2: I'm not saying a word and I will not make a prediction.
1: <laughs> okay. Moving on to, well, it was another podcast clash, wasn't it? Your boys took on Essendon Patch. How are you?
0: I am I'm shattered, like, dog. Devastated. Torn up. And really just not having a good time. After such a good round one, the Bombers hit the ground running. We looked good. We pulled it all together. And then the AFL schedule a bye for round two over the Easter weekend. They're <laughs> like, no, nah, we're respecting the holidays. We're not doing anything. All that <laughs> momentum. Gone. So no game for the Bombers this weekend. Um, Unfortunate, but... You know what, what? What can you do, really? Hey, um, it's fixturing, you know, we, isn't it?
1: It's a fixturing it's, issue. It's
0: fixturing. So you know we can't be can't be four and one, haven't played the one game um, after you know an extended run of practice matches. But you know we're we're ready to go when uh when the season resumes next week against Collingwood on Anzac Day. So you know what? What can you do? You just kind of keep marching on slowly, um, very slowly.
1: Yeah, I know. Playing one game every five rounds is going to be very slow-moving for you. But, hey, at the end of the day, I'm sure you'll get your 22 games in by 2027. Gentlemen, let's get straight into the pod. There's a lot to talk about. Everything from DPPs to spuds to rookies to blah, 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 blah. Let's
0: talk... Let's start DPPs. Come on. I, it's so exciting. No, no, oh, my no. God. We've Let got to, go start. Go. I We've want got to start
1: with our positives and our negatives from oh, the round. Okay. It's my favorite part of the podcast.
0: Okay. All mm. right. And there's go plenty go of quick.
1: negatives, but I am going to go positive. The Ford line mid prices, as far as I can tell, all seem to fire this week. I'm talking your Butters, your Gnigliogs, your Greshams, your Brodies, your Zerries. They all seemed to finally fire in the same round, so I say good on you, AFL mid-priced forward selections.
0: A sentence that has never been said before, ever.
2: Damo, do you have a positive? My positive is Zach Butters' bounce back. I was worried about him. I, I was, I kept telling myself, no, no, no. It's just because Robbie Gray's not there. It's just because he's had to play that Robbie Gray role, but. I don't know if it's something I actually saw or if it's something I assumed, but in in the back of my head, I I, I was kind of worried that I'd have to eventually trade him, but he comes out and finishes on 130 and I was just glad he bounced back.
1: 32 touches, seven marks and a goal. Look, I do the same thing a lot, Damo, where I just say something with so much confidence that it has to be true. And I don't know whether it is or not. And that will be touched on in our negatives. Patch, what's your positive from round five?
0: Nathan O'Driscoll scored. He turned up. He was real good um, in that practice scratch match thing on the weekend. Um, Yeah, really, really, really good. Scored hundred. Rose lots in price. Will continue rising in price. Big thumbs up.
1: That is a big thumbs up. Um, Unfortunately, we couldn't all jump on it, but I'm glad for those who did. That he scored. Very well. Let's get into the negatives. We don't need to... To you, There's so much to choose from here.
2: Before you move on there, Leck, yeah. Nathan O'Driscoll has a very nice break-even this week.
1: <laughs> is it negative 69? It is.
0: He's also protected <laughs> the score at 69.
1: Oh, it's the double nice. It's the double nice. The rare double nice.
0: The rare double nice, but you should go up $61,000. But anyway... We can't have it all.
1: I've got a a few negatives. It's hard to choose just one. I'll go. I don't know where to go with it. I think I'll go with Lockie Whitfield, who's still in my side, who had 25 touches, 14 of them were kicks, 7 marks, and 4 tackles.
0: It's a good stat line.
1: It's a good stat line but he still only scored 73 points because I don't think he hit a target all night. So it's an, it's the main reason it's an, it's a disappointment for me is because I still don't know what to do with him because he, the issue is no longer not being able to find the ball. The issue is now he doesn't know what the bloody do with it. So I'll probably stick fat, hold through the whole year, and that's why my rank will continue to plummet. Damo, do you have a negative to throw at us?
0: Yeah, what the hell is Jordan Ridley doing? Not a lot, uh, as I could tell from the bleachers. He was not doing a lot.
1: I don't know, Patch. Why is he not scoring more? He scored 82, which, once again, is not probably bad enough to drop. But, jeez, I'm going to kick him out of this
0: team. Oh, it was, yeah. No, I'm not sure. He's not taking intercept marks. He's not not flying at the ball like he used to. He's not playing good football, but neither is anyone else in that Essendon side not named Nick Martin. So, I, I don't know. Essendon doesn't know what's happening with its back line and we keep losing one-on-ones and keep trying to force one-on-ones and it's, it's dumb and it's bad. And I don't know what the answer is to either Essendon's woes or what the hell we do with Ridley. I don't know. I can't see him improving time soon, but he's also still averaging 88, which is not bad enough for me to justify punting him. So I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, Andrew Phillips went down, so they're going to have to bring another... It seems like they want to run more tools. Maybe they finally bring in uh, Aaron Francis back into the team. I know he's a full forward now, apparently, but maybe they bring him back and play where he's good and that frees up Ridley. At this point, I'm just clutching at straws.
0: Yep, you know as much as I do. As much as I do. My negative was Daniel Rioli, who, like you and I both traded in this week, uh, because it felt like a good vibe, and he scored 64.
1: Yes, we did trade him in. Look, uh, I mean, he still made cash. His break even's 85 now. He was disappointing, but guess what? So it was his counterpart who's averaging 105 points a game.
0: Yes, Jaden Short was also disappointing, and I'm terrified that it's Nick Vlosten. Probably not. It's probably just they had off games, but I get scared at shadows, and Nick Vlosten is a big bearded shadow. So, I. know yeah. Make of that what you will. Apologies I wouldn't be worried, gentlemen. Sorry? I wouldn't mean. be worried.
2: I don't think halfbacks have scored well against Adelaide at all this year anyway. So I think I think it's going to be okay.
1: It's almost like we should analyse positional um, positional splits and talk about that on the podcast. But here we are. Here we are. Let's push into the main news, I think. Because... There's plenty of other disappointments we can go over and I'm sure we'll touch on as the podcast progresses. One thing I just want to put my hand up before we get into positional changes and admit, Patch, you know this. Mm-hmm. I traded a rookie in before he'd even played one game Heck this week. dog. I traded in Sam Hayes. It's very simple. My logic is that he was an Upway Tacoma boy, played for Fern Gully as well. I'm from Upway. Rory Sloan was from Upway. It's pretty much where I'm at for the reasons why I traded him in, but he's in my team now, so I'm just putting that on the table. Everyone, do as I say,
0: do not do as I do. Do not trade Sam Hayes in because, despite Port Adelaide not having anyone else who can play ruck full time on their list, uh, that doesn't preclude him from getting injured. See Ned Reeves in uh, the Mon- Eastern Monday game. Um, bad idea. Bad leg dog.
1: Right, you are. You're right but I was just I was just being honest with the community out there.
0: I tell you what
2: though, if he scores 75 off 5 disposals again, I uh I'm going to be very tempted to grab him when when he's on the bubble.
1: Hell, people will trade Brody Grundy for him after hearing this. All right,
0: no. let's yeah.
1: The fo- the focus of the pod is the updated positional changes. We've all got a list in front of us which was tweeted out by Arson Dragon one on Twitter. We're going to go through this list. We're essentially going to go yay, nay, potentially relevant. We'll just talk through it. Top to bottom, listed in alphabetical order by first name.
0: The best way to list absolutely anything.
1: And the first player on the list, gentlemen, who becomes a forward mid, previously mid only, is young Alex Davies from the Gold Coast Suns, who is a underperforming rookie-priced player that people might have started. Damo?
2: No, no interest. If you started with him, then maybe retire him to your forward line by making a few dual position moves, but no, he's not someone that you should go after.
1: Well, it's funny you say retired to the forward line, Debo, because previously that would have been the attitude. But but this year, the forward line's where the party's happening. The midfield's where players go to die now.
2: True. Uh, just, I don't think he's someone you need to go after. I think if you have him, then could. But if you don't, then don't move heaven and earth to get him.
1: I mean, he's currently a better inside midfielder than uh, his counterpart, Matt Rowe. But we won't talk about that. Mm. Mm. Next on the list patch, another guy that's probably not super coach classic relevant, but the biggest, the worst-kept secret of 2022, Angus Brayshaw becomes a defense mid-eligible.
0: Yeah, interesting. Uh, well, I mean, we we knew it was coming. Uh, he'd been playing off half-back, but uh, I wouldn't be looking at him in a a classic side at all. He had that 180 against Essendon in their uh, legally distinct practice match, uh, which was big and, and good, but has scored 79, 67, 82, and 72 outside of that monumental outlier. No, thank you.
1: Keep in mind, we're probably just talking about all these players for classic obviously your opinions may vary uh, if they if you're looking at a draft all right next on the list is north melbourne's bailey scott he is sub 300k last two games 87 and 82 becomes defense forward eligible another guy that's he's look he's going to generate cash but he's not someone we need to trade in particularly because he plays at north melbourne
0: I do think Bailey Scott sits in the Aaron Hall role, depending on how bad that hamstring injury is, which we'll talk about later on. Um, Potential relevance. Potential relevance, potential void of significance. I'm not going anywhere near Bailey Scott, but I thought I'd mention it.
1: I'd rather take a look at uh, Luke McDonald, who I was pretty close to trading in on on the weekend at sub 400K. He's putting together an okay season, but it's probably too early to be making Those calls, says the man with Daniel Riol in his team. Damo, Bradley Hill, your old mate, has become a defense forward option, averaging 81 on the year. Anything here?
2: Nope, keep moving.
1: Let's move on to Brandon Ellis, who finds himself in a strange role patch. He went from pretty good midfielder last year to kind of floundering something <laughs> position this year. I guess kind of a sweeping role. I'm not sure, but it does it's his... Like,
0: like dog. Floundering and Gold Coast are two words that never belong in the same sentence. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> so I think we should move on from the Brandon Ellis discussion. Kalamar adds defence mid, not someone we're going to be looking at Damo Callum uh Callum Cam forward mid having an awful, awful year from a supercoach standpoint. Is there any chance that at his very affordable price we should be looking at him?
2: No. Chris Fagan hasn't put him into the midfield like was said in the preseason, and uh No. Just us <laughs> in song.
0: They, they lied to us in song.
1: <laughs> you beat me to it, you bastard. <laughs> But you spoke about this guy Prepod demo, the next guy on this list Connor McDonald under well underperforming across the season but he now has forward eligibility to go with his midfield status what do you think that makes that means for Connor McDonald
2: owners I think it probably buys him another couple of weeks in people's teams I don't exactly know the logic behind my thinking there but dual position is more valuable than single position in most cases. And I know it's, I know he's only been scoring forties and fifties and only has about 20 more thousand dollars to make on his price. But I don't know. I think just getting dual position has given him just a little bit extra life that makes him that slightly more valuable, even if it's only a couple more weeks in people's teams.
1: Well, I think it just gives you a bit of flex. That's partly why I ended up with Sam Hayes because I needed to move some DPPs around just so I could move players around, cover uh, the likes of Pat Cripps and a few outs. So if you're sitting there and say you've got Hugh Dixon in your forward line or, or Will Brody in your forward line and the WA teams get covered again or something and then you desperately at the last minute need some cover, having that extra flexibility certainly m- makes him probably a, a longer-term hold than he was looking like he was going to be. Patch, Dan Houston, now defense Ooh. mid-eligible. A few people started with him. $484,000 at the moment, and of course, dominated against the Blues uh, in that second half. What do, you, what do you make of this one?
0: Yeah, he's been playing up on a wing from all accounts. Um, scored the 144, 93, 83, 96, 108. I think he's well and truly in the conversation as a top. defender. The midfield eligibility is a a bit nice. Um, He's under 500k. I'm not going there. I've been burnt many times before and he's only one Ken Hinkley role change away from going back to averaging 80, but he's an option. And if you're looking for somebody who's around that 484k mark, then sure, I guess. Sure.
1: (laughs) Sure, I guess is, is a reasonable attitude. It does feel like defense is pretty deep this year, although if guys like Jaden Short keep scoring 50s, maybe not. ammo now eligible in the ruck, Darcy Fort. I don't think we need to talk about him, do we? Averaging 70 on the year.
2: No, just keep moving. Keep rolling through.
1: You don't want to even talk about this next guy, Darcy Tucker.
2: He was fit and couldn't even make it into the 22. Nathan O'Driscoll is better than him already. Keep moving. <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> <laughs> David Swallow Next. a shell former self here's one that we might be able to discuss because the man can't run the man can barely walk yet Dane Zorko ha- continues to have a strange old season has 133 on the weekend despite literally not being able to run he's now defence mid eligible patch
0: I mean Daniel Rich has been the greatest player of the last 10 years and has also arguably not been able to run so it's never really been a huge impediment to people. It's a
1: different sort of not being able to run. Daniel Rich can't run because his muscles are too big for his body. dane Orko can't run because he doesn't have an Achilles anymore, I don't think.
0: I, I don't know what injury he's done. And But to be honest, if he's scoring three tons, um, I don't really care. But, I mean, also, you look at the scores that aren't tons. You've got 116. That's good. 26. That's bad. 105. That's good. 52. That's bad. 133. That's good. A mysterious injury. That's bad. Um, uh, If you want to go there, then you've got, you know, 519K worth of defense eligible Dane Zorko. If you you want (laughs) to, no thanks. (laughs) Break
1: even 116. I think we just monitor him. I think he's a post-buy target if he's a target. At all, but oh, geez, I just don't want to play him on my team that literally can't run. I just don't want that on my team.
0: Yeah, he's a 50-50 to get subbed out every week that he's playing. If it's a recurring injury, and they might just say, "Nope, have a few weeks off, get it right," and you're stuck with him. I'd rather wait until after he has those weeks or after. Yep, yeah, nope, nah, not not yet, not
2: yet. Now I'm not a doctor, but and this my may surprise sentence. you. But Chris Fagan was saying before, I think it was the game against Geelong, that they were told, as long as he keeps playing, the injury can't get any worse. Well, I watched him against Collingwood, and he could barely walk three meters before needing to stop and adjust his boot to make, to make it more comfortable. So I don't know what this doctor or physio is saying or thinking, but... I reckon there's going to be a point in time where Chris Fagan goes, I can't have a bloke that can only run three metres at a, at a time in, in this team. Well,
1: what's what's the saying? A, a rolling stone can't grow moss. Maybe they've just got to keep his Achilles rolling so he doesn't grow injury moss. All right, let's move away from that analogy, shall we? Errol Golden gains midfield. Was he forward or was he midfield at the start of the year? He was, anyway.
0: he was forward.
1: He's a forward mid. He's actually had a pretty good year, showing some potential breakout signs with a 97, 114, 81, 52, and 84 this year. Look, I don't think he makes it up into the top 10 to 15 forwards this year, but gee whiz, I think he's going to be someone that is going to tempt us moving forward throughout the years. Agreed. Jack Sinclair, highlighted by Marto before the season. We should have all listened to him. Defence mid, now priced 83k higher than he was at the start of the year patch. Just keeps keeps on keeping on.
0: He does. one hundred one 116, 135, 113. Didn't actually go into the midfield over the weekend. Uh, had no centre-bounce attendances. Still scored the 113 off the back flank. Um, so, yeah, he's an option, sure.
2: He's That's good signs. And that's good signs, considering that Zach Jones is due back very soon, and uh, and Hunter Clark and Clark. Jack Billings are probably due back uh, soon as well. Well, yeah, before agreed. the I... season,
1: I'd spoke to Mardo, and I liked him even if he wasn't in the mid- like even if he wasn't in the midfield. I think I think there's a tweet out there where I said uh, Jack Sinclair is the next Jake Lloyd. So I think I got a little carried away, but he's looking good. good.
0: Yeah, I think he's that ninety-five to hundred, pretty safe from here on out. Um, whether or not that's top ten by season's end, I'm not sure. It's probably there, but yeah, he's five fifty k now, so he's no longer value. But that uh, that DPP is very nice. We do like seeing that.
1: I can cover this one very quickly because we spoke about him last week on the podcast. Jack Siebel, now defense forward. If you didn't thought he couldn't score as a defender for you, he now also can't score as a forward for you. Given he requires five plus goals just to hit 90, he's not going to hit 90 for the rest of the season. Do not trade in Jack Zebel. Demo, Jackson Mead has played a few games now. Is there anything here?
2: Nope, keep moving.
1: Yep, forward mid for those playing at home. Jackson Nelson, defense mid demo out in the West. Is he any relevance? Keep moving. Jai Newcomb. Forward mid, is he any
2: relevance to you? He's no relevance to me, but it, but Foz was trying to convince me that he was a good option.
1: That's interesting. I mean, the theory there would be natural progression and continued time in the midfield, but at a, what, what's his price? He'd be an awkward price, right? I don't have it in front of
0: me. $347,700. I think John Newcomb is a very nice boy and is having a fun time. <laughs> Um, I think he'll be a 90 averaging forward for the rest of the year, which is good and value at that price. I'm not going there. I don't know how I'd fit that in and don't want to do the mental arithmetic to work out how, but I don't think it's a terrible call. I just think there are better options.
1: Jaden Slevenson now has forward mid eligibility, averaging 75 in the year, 90 over the last three. He's an up and down player. He's not someone that we should be considering. Jake Arts, also not someone we should be considering, given he scored five points in round five, but he does now have uh, forward mid eligibility. James H. Demo defense mid. What's the story with James H. these days?
2: What is the story with James H. these days? I think the Dockers are trying to use him as a tagger, and I don't know if it's working all that well, but he wears sleeves, so that's something <laughs> going for him.
1: That is good. That is good. If you are selected based on sleeve status, he does have to fit into your team. Patch, potential interest in this next guy, James Harms, now forward mid eligible, averaging 93 on the year.
0: Yeah, he's an intriguing one. He scores of 88, 96, 81, 118, and 84 so far this year, kind of floating between that high half forward and mid-slash-wing roll, yeah, I, I think that's what he's going to do for the rest of the year, and that's pretty solid at, at under 500k. Maybe? I Yeah, I don't know. He's an interesting one one to keep an eye on. Um, if there's a big injury in the Melbourne midfield, then he's probably the next cab off the rank to slide in there full-time. That would be a, a pretty good signal, signal to to jump on, but until then, I think I'll probably just hold off a little bit in Classic
1: demo this next bloke on the list gains uh, mid-defense mid-status, Jordan Clark. There's a lot of 350k like that area, Fremantle players in this list that have gained a new position. Is he of any sort of classic supercoach relevance to us?
2: No, I don't think so, but mentioning all those 350k players earning dual position, it's amazing what happens when it when teams have full complements of players like we haven't seen teams wiped out by a whole list of injuries this year apart from one or two so it's interesting to see players move to their rightful position once and once a team has everyone available and so I think that's why we're seeing these dual position players these dual positions come up for these players that we haven't really looked at because they've been in awkward positions and at awkward prices
1: yeah, I think a lot of these guys are awkward prices, because if you're an uber prima, you probably, they're, they're, your role's probably pretty nailed down already, I think with the exception of maybe this next guy, Jordan Dawson, who we knew was going to be defense mid eligible before the season even started patch, but at $548,500 he's averaging 104 I reckon he's a post-buy target, and I reckon you're going to be able to get him a bit cheaper, but He's just putting together a a solid season.
0: Yep. He's a good pick. And at some stage I will upgrade into Jordan Dawson. And the standard deviation on the man is incredible this year. He's had 98, 99, 97, 101, and 123 in that game against Port Adelaide. When I think he was sitting on about 96 before he kicked that bit of right to left Jordan Dawson action to win the game for the Crows. So that's something I really like to see. That's Corey Enright esque. And if it continues, then I'd think I'll buy in regardless of price. But DPP doesn't change any of that. And we knew it was coming. So uh, no huge surprise there.
1: I think in years past, a lot of these guys that get forward eligibility or or become dpps that can go forward you know if they already had forward and they gained another position we'd be talking about them a lot more but there's so many good forwards this year that a guy like josh battle we don't even need to mention well i mentioned him but we can move on moving on kane turner does anyone know who he plays for
0: north melbourne
1: (laughs) i I, just for the record i didn't know that but it's very funny he's defense forward eligible he's also out of your team eligible.
0: Yep, because if you're picking someone in North Melbourne that's fraud eligible, that's a good sign you should not be picking that player.
1: Patch, I'm going to ask you this one because you and I have been subject to our dear friend Craig's Ah. tirades about this man, Liam Bacon, now defence forward, Eligible, a really good player with really high upside. Why should we not be picking him?
0: Because he's playing in the forward pocket and is showing no signs of moving from there with scores of 61, 55, 58, 62, and a 74. Do not select Liam Baker. Trade him immediately.
1: Jeez, got it, him. Stings. It, it stings. It st- stings. This next guy, I think, does have scope to be to be relevant. Damo, Luke McDonald, he's now a defense mid-eligible player, which I think we saw a few years ago when he had that run that he was defense mid-eligible, if I'm remembering correctly. $375,000, averaging 87 on the year. Look, like everyone at North Melbourne, essentially had a really rough game in round five, but in the games he's run out, 140, 88, 101, and 76. And then in round three, he did have a score of 28,
2: which wasn't very good. No, and he's another one that we probably need to look at once we know the severity of um, Aaron Hall's injury, and if Aaron Hall is out for an extended period of time, then Luke McDonald is a good chance to take that role from Aaron Hall, and maybe he's someone that someone can look at, but uh, it all depends on how long Aaron Hall is out for, and... If Aaron Hall isn't going to be out for very long, then I don't think he's someone who'll be able to step in that, into that role and score consistently f- full-time.
1: So he's basically someone we need to pick if Aaron Hall is out. Otherwise, I, I just don't think there's that much relevance back there. While we're on North Melbourne, demo people are going to be trying to trade out Jason Horn Francis this week. Can you, can you please tell them why
2: that's not a great idea? It's not a good idea because no one scored well for North Melbourne against the Dogs on Good Friday. It wasn't a good Friday for North Melbourne. Look, Holding break
1: even break-even now is 51. I, we're just preempting this because I can see it, him being one of the most traded out this, this, this round. Scores 75, 98, 67, 93. They're all much higher than 51. Then he scores 39 in. What was it, a smashing against the Bulldogs patch? Is, is he, he's not going to just drop off the face of the earth like we've seen other rookies. This guy's going to bounce back.
0: No, he's going to jump into the center bounces and absolutely tear apart the uh, Geelong Cats. Oh, oh, okay. Right, he might not have a good week this week, but I still think there's enough talent there that he's going to continue to, to score points, continue to make money. We look at him again next week if he scores another... 40 odd, then we might look at him to Ben Hobbs next week. But this week, you, you stick fat with him, um, you hold tight and give him another crack. He's still young, uh, we'll have the occasional poor game, but he's still getting a lot of run in the midfield for North as well. Yep. Ho- Horn
2: Francis is probably better than Josh Ward, and Josh Ward came away with a 65 uh, on Easter Monday. So uh, I think there's some chance that. Jason Horn francis does come out and at least match his bit, his break, even if not surpass it.
1: Agreed. Hey, this next name, Luke Parker, now forward mid-eligible. This one has classic temptation for me written all over it because when he kicks goals, this man scores oh, yes. 123 this round, 167 in round one, kicked no goals rounds two to four and scored 73, 76, and 39. So you know there's risk. But averaging 97 for the year, thanks to those two big games. Currently, $108,000 cheaper than he was. He's $483,700. Dare I say, he's scoring how Isaac Heaney normally scores, up and down, up and down. And Isaac Heaney's scoring like he normally scores. I
2: think they've swapped roles.
1: Which begs the question, Damo, if we've stomached picking Isaac Heaney in the past, can we stomach picking Luke Parker in the now?
2: I like Luke Parker more than Isaac Heaney. So, yes.
0: If, if Currently
1: the 12th ranked forward now that he is forward eligible. Looks uh, certainly uh, someone I'm going to be watching.
0: Sydney's next couple of games. Hawthorne, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Essendon, Carlton.
1: And it's look, it's hard to compare uh, his current role to his previous averages, but just for just so that it's in the open, against every single one of his opponents through until round 14, he averages at least 90 points a game against across his career. So we know he's got a, a body of scoring. We know that generally... Look, I'm, I'm actually saying this without knowing for sure. Generally, he doesn't miss a lot of games. This is a guy that... We should really be considering, I think. But then oh. again, the forward line has a lot of good players this year.
0: Yep, uh, at that price, I'm not interested in Luke Parker because he will continue to fluctuate all over the place. If you want him later in the year, he will drop. Um, like he's not value for you know the potential to drop a 39. Despite that really good run coming up, I you know he didn't score well against North Melbourne. I think they're trying to phase him out a little bit more. And give some of these young kids more responsibility. I no, I don't. I don't like it, honestly.
1: Has it looks like, if my maths is correct, he's only missed four games since two thousand and thirteen, at least in the regular season. So if if you're looking for a guy that it's going to play, I mean, I mean, he's he's going to play. It's a it's going to be an interesting conversation that one. But we must push on, gentlemen. Marby or Chol. We don't need to talk about him. He's injured. Forward Ruck. I think Chris Burgess comes into that team. He kicked six goals on the weekend for the twos, so nothing too supercoach relevant there. Let's talk about a Gold Coast player. What do we... What are we what, Matt Rowell? what's happening?
0: What do we do? Stewie Dew should be taken to The Hague and tried for crimes against supercoach and crimes against Matt Rao, Um playing him as a defensive run with, negating a midfielder. It's awful. It's a travesty and I hate it. And there's, I don't see a, a way that it improves without a drastic role change to Matthew Raoul. And without that role change, you know, it's not being flagged. I think his position in any one side is untenable and you should trade him.
1: The only player on Gold Coast list with an average above 100 in the last three rounds. For the last three rounds, is Jared Witz averaging 112? Took Miller has dropped to 96 over the last three. Weller 91. Markov, well, he's only played 190. Sam Collins, Brandon Ellis, Noah Anderson, and Will Power all averaging more than Matt Rowell over that time. And you We're know Gold who Coast? is almost averaging more than him over that time? Malcolm Roses.
0: Ooh, mm, very. We'll talk
1: about him at the end of the podcast. It's, it's I'm concerned for Coast. Matt Rowell
0: they're playing a weird game style where nobody's taking any marks. They're like well on the bottom of the the leaderboard in terms of marks across the AFL. They're just, they're just not, they're just scrapping it forward and getting it forward any way they can or want to. And it impacts scores because marks are the scores. It's real weird. I don't understand it. It's, it's bad vibes for all Gold Coast players that aren't named Jared Witts, which is not the sentence I thought I'd be saying, you know, in the preseason. Miller hasn't laid a tackle in two weeks.
1: That's madness. Damo, if you look up, this is for the folks at home, if you look up Matt Rowe on Twitter, search his name, you'll find a thread where Pete, I can't remember who's talking about it, but it's it's in the, the top results. There's a thread about Matt Rowe and about how they're trying to teach him defensive responsibilities and a thread of all these really good players that have had the same thing happen to them. But it's generally not good for their super coach scoring in the year that they have to learn how to be defensive minded.
2: Yep. You've seen it with a couple of players. everyone thought that Caleb Sarong was going to make a step forward last year, but he we've had to wait and we're still waiting because he's still sort of learning how to adapt and bring his attacking side back into his game this year but he had to learn how to be defensive and now it's uh, and now it's Matt Rowell's turn and it's not looking good for Supercoach, but it might be good for him in the long run.
1: Yeah, look, I, he he's still probably eventually going to be someone that we all lock in every single year, but until then, we uh, should panic. But let's move on. Mason Wood, the big name in this list, has gained forward mid status playing on a wing. Let's move forward patch to the, well, two of the best players on Essendon's
0: list. We'll start with Matt Guelphie, forward mid. Yeah, he's been a live wire and the only player, or one of only two players worth watching uh, at the Bombers. And half of the reason you notice him is the hair. The other half is that he's the only player that wants the football or wants to tackle another player. Um, But from a Super perspective, I would rather go for a swim in the Goulburn River than select oh. Mac Guelphie.
1: And then Nick Martin also gains... Mid status was previously forward only. Everyone has him in their team. So just a bit more flex for us there, Patch.
0: Yep. You already have Nick Martin. Enjoy, everyone. Well done, you. Rub yourself on the back.
1: Damo, just as everyone already has Nick Dacos, who's now defense mid eligible, does he... We've spoken about him potentially having keeper worthiness this season... Does, does this make it even more likely that we end up with Nick Dakos and our team come the end of the season?
2: He's definitely not someone you need to, uh, you need to worry about just yet. he uh, he, doesn't ha- he hasn't been able to string two good games together, but I don't think it's long before he settles into the, into the Collingwood side and has a couple of 95s in a row and looks like a looks like someone we can lock into our D6 position.
1: Lee, he's, he has no issues finding the ball. It's just sometimes the decision-making and the uh, execution of those decisions that he's struggling with, but certainly someone that with defense eligibility now, you can swing with a Nathan O'Driscoll or a Jordan Dawson. There's plenty of flexibility for coaches out there now, and, and he's going to be a, a long-term stay, I think, in most people's sides. Noah Bolter, now defense forward eligible. Don't think there's any relevance there from the big van from Richmond for our super coach sides. Paddy Lipinski, though, gains forward eligibility. A lot of people started him. He's now forward mid demo. But on the weekend, no center bounce attendances, according to at DFS Australia. Pendlebury. Jumped in for more center bounces than he had all year. And it looked like Lipinski was the one who was on the out, but he still pumped out a 96. So at 437,000, he's gained 78K. Is this a forward line option we can consider, or have we missed the boat on a guy like Paddy Lipinski?
2: I think he kind of sits into the same category as Luke Parker where he's someone that we may consider later in the year to maybe complete our team, but I don't think he's someone who we need to sit at the top of our lists and and hunt.
1: I think I think that's fair, and hopefully the more he plays forward, the more Nick Dacos plays in the midfield because people have sl- slightly more stocks in Nick Dacos. Hatcha boy, another man from your mob. Geez, there's a few people moving around down at Essendon. Sam Durham. Durham. Durham? Durham.
0: Durham. Sam Durham has a very nice mullet.
1: (laughs) Moving on. Scott Pendlebury, another Collingwood player. Three round average of 111. Season average of 105. $535,800. Now defense mid eligible we knew it was coming it has happened demo
0: after eight years eight years it's been flagged the move to the halfback flank and it's finally here i did my waiting
1: so he's only in 1.7 percent of teams averaging a point per minute and scoring quite well how soon do we need to put this guy in our defense if at all
2: He could be your Jordan Ridley replacement if you do choose to move Jordan Ridley on. But we did say earlier in the podcast that Jordan Ridley's not going that badly enough yet.
1: Well, you look at Scott Pendlebury, his worst year since 2007 was last year, 2021, where he averaged 90. Every other year, just looking through here, he's averaged at least... 103.5, 103.5, maxing out at a 129.2 way back in 2011. But in recent years, he's been floating around that sort of 105 mark where he's currently scoring. 2020 was a little different, obviously, shortened season 110 points. Has missed a few games, though, over the last two years. So if we think in this defensive role his durability is going to increase, gentlemen, I'd see no reason why we couldn't be selecting him. And he's currently ranked 26th overall in Supercoach.
0: Yep, I think he's, he's a valid pick if you're looking to make moves in that part of the ground. Um, yeah, I, I see no reason why you wouldn't consider Scott Pendlebury as uh, among those options. Um would yes. a
1: bit more fun than having Dan Rioli in your team, I can tell you <laughs>
0: that. <laughs> Oh, it's Shut a bit up. of fun,
1: isn't it? It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Shut Shane up. Edwards! Shut up. I don't think there's any super coach relevance here. 333k. Now a forward mid averaging stuff all. We can move on. to Brun. 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 Forward mid now for GWS. Moving on. I'll take your silence. Moving As on. As moving on. Todd Goldstein has taken the essentially full forward role down at North Melbourne, 448 K was once a premier 700 K per year. Ruckman was once the must select Ruckman in the game, but he just isn't getting the scoring done when he's had to play majority forward. Has he?
0: He scored 29 on the weekend and that's, he's going to score closer to that than he will to the 114 he scored in round four. For the rest of the year, <laughs> no thank you. Goodbye, Todd. You but it does better. have
1: good news for his teammate, who we'll talk about very soon. Tom Cutler, your man again, Patch. There's a lot of Essendon players in this list, mate.
0: It's almost like they've just sh- just shuffled the whole list around, and it's it's honestly, are the players deck, ta- deck chairs? Is Marvel Stadium the Titanic? <laughs> probably, honestly, probably Moving on, please don't ask me about any more Essendon players ever again. I can't, I can't cope.
1: Tom Deconning, now forward ruck, which is really good news if you're playing VFL Super Coach because you will be able to select him there. Although he won't score very highly in that either. Getting dominated by Samson Ryan on the weekend, who doesn't even have a real name. Tom Libertore, forward mid. I think. It's actually a little bit of a gift here. Now, I know in the first few rounds, he didn't see a center bounce. On the weekend, he was back in there, 521,200. He scored 83. But I think moving forward, he's still got a reasonably high break even, averaging 93 for the year. Moving forward, I think this is a potential target for us. I think as as he solidifies himself more and more in the midfield this year, took him a while to get there. Bontempelli moves forward more. We've seen the upside. Scored 131 against the Blues and 115 against Richmond. Damo, is this just another Luke Parker?
2: He's probably if if you were making a list and you would go and and you had Parker, Lupinski, and Liberatore on that list, Liberatore is probably the one you'd have at the top of the list.
1: And he's currently the most expensive, so I think you'd be looking at him posed by. But if he continue like if this injection back into the midfield and the centre bounces is. Is to continue, he's another guy that pretty much, with the exception of like St. Kilda and JWS, averages 90 to 100 against all of his upcoming opponents across his career. Patch! Todd Goldstein's bad, but Tristan Zeri, or Tristan Cherry, or Tristan Sherry, I still don't know,
0: is good? Yes, but if you don't have him, you're not trading him in. So just if you've already got him, pat yourself on the back from me. If you haven't got him, Don't don't bring him in because he's made most of the cash and he's not going to be a keeper. He'll be like your last player you upgrade, like you've missed the boat. I'm sorry. But it's good. We can swing him in and play him ahead of Brody Grundy in the ruck because Brody Grundy is terrible, but also you (laughs) legally can't trade Brody Grundy out of your side because he's Brody Grundy. So, hey. It's the old catch-22. The old catch twenty-two. We'll talk about that a bit more in a minute once we get past these four last names. Three of them are not relevant. One of them is nice. Um let, just just let's, let's swish through. All right.
1: It. Tristan Zeri, Ford Ruck, Will Hoskin Elliott forward mid. Willie Rioli forward mid, who I almost traded into my team. Oh, thank God I didn't I, I I'd you it would
0: be good content and you didn't. It
1: would have been funny, but I might have not done the podcast anymore. Zane Cordy, defense mid, and then Zach Barter's demo. He's back, baby, he's forward mid. He's a keeper. Bloody good times hey, down at Port Adelaide.
2: He's a keeper, but Zane Cordy was the Super coach relevant one that you were talking about, right, Patch?
0: Yeah, 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 No, well I sorry, I was I was talking about Willie Rioli because his black Dog thought he was relevant last week and I had to talk him down before realizing it would be very funny and but it was too late i'd already spoken too much sense about willy and
1: must sent the meme me choke of, on my whiskey
0: <laughs> but uh, i'd also sent the do not touch willy meme to the group chat um, i just
2: watched like almost die on camera
1: oh i don't think we're recording video thank goodness Right, gentlemen, that is all the positional changes. There are a few things we need to tick off and the podcast is running very late as always so Patch, I'm going to leave it to you. Where do you want to go from here? We're going
0: to go to injury news very quickly. Aaron Hall we've spoken about uh, who might fill that void. If you've got Aaron Hall and you're shocked that he's done a hamstring then what the really? Um, In the words of Love Live, what the? (laughs) It was always going to happen. It was inevitable but if you've had him anyway, who are uh, we traded him to? Uh, we've got George Hewitt, Sam Doherty, Jack Sinclair, Stephen May, James Cisley, and Scott Pendlebury at the top of the defenders list. Is there anyone else lying around if you've got you know, the 511k uh, which um, Hall is. If you've got five extra you know, 5,000 extra dollars, you can go straight to George Hewitt. I assume that's the play if you can get it?
1: I think so. I think George Hewitt's Really, really damn good this year. The only other players I'm, I'm sort of interested in, and are not super easy to step across to. Like, well, I mean, Damo James Sicily's is really good. You traded him in.
2: Yep, I dumped Rao, brought in James Sicily. Very happy with the first up effort that he uh, supplied to me on uh, Easter Monday. Bailey
1: Dale's not exciting, but he's scoring well again. Caleb Daniel bounced back. He's got a head 108 on the weekend. He makes you some cash. So there are some names. And of course, if you want to ride the roller coaster with Patronite, Daniel Rioli, 432,000. You essentially make 100
2: grand. I would Indeed. probably advise against Caleb Daniel and Bailey Dale this week. Um, halfbacks haven't been scoring well against Adelaide, as we saw with uh, Jaden Short and you, Daniel Rioli.
0: Also, if you want a pod, Jeremy McGovern, 2.5% of teams, averaging 113 in a depleted West Coast side. Didn't plan the weekend with health and safety protocols, but I don't know, maybe you're feeling dicey.
1: Tom Stewart too, if you can find the cash. Was there any other major injury
0: news, Pachiru? Uh, probably. I probably should have checked that before I uh, went. Rory to
2: Sloan for the out for the year with an ACL injury at Adelaide. Some people did start with him. I don't know why, but some people did. Thanks Just solidifies
1: Laird, Dawson, uh, gives maybe Berry or Schoenberg more of a shot in there. It uh, doesn't impact us too much, I don't think.
0: No, no, I don't think it does. Watch out for It me. might even Brian. open up... Oh.
2: It, it might even open up the, a midfield spot for Josh Rashelli to to have, to attend a few more centre bounces as well.
0: Yeah, uh, which um, we would love to see. We would. Ned Reeves did a really nasty-looking shoulder on Easter Monday. Um, unclear how bad that is or how long he'll be out for. If it is some time, uh, Max Lynch is the only fit ruckman on Hawthorne's list and he's priced very nicely in Supercoach. So one to keep an eye out for there, but probably Ham uh, Sam Hayes is probably... Uh, ahead of him both for price and output perspectives but one to note if you you're keen there I think that is most of the injury news that is relevant. Mabir Choll as you mentioned won't be replaced by anyone relevant in that Gold Coast Suns side and Darcy Cameron will miss but again there won't be too much relevance there I don't think.
1: All right, let's quickly touch on the rookies that people should be looking at this week. This is rookies that haven't had a price rise yet. Number one question mark on everyone's lips is going to be, will Braden Proust play? Matty Flynn was good in the reserves. Kieran Briggs was awesome. Proust obviously suspended. It sounds like that he'll come back in and they will tag team him with Flynny. If you don't have him and you either want to get rid of Brody Grundy or bring in, or you have a... a a zero on the bench patch or demo whoever wants to field this one is he a must trade this week must trade in this week break even negative 93 projected to go up 80k
2: i i don't know if he's a must have especially with sam hayes possibly seeing out 2 or 3 months at the power um I mean, most people will see it as a Riley O'Brien situation or a Mark Pitney situation where it's quick, easy money. It's going to get to a point where you can literally just use one trade to go from him to a premium, to a premium in another position. But I don't know if he plays every single game. And we know that Leon Cameron likes to play musical chairs with his Ruckman. And I don't think, as much as much people, as much as he looked good when they were paired together in that preseason game, I don't think that Bruce and Flynn play in the same team as often as they might do to begin with. So I think it's going to come down to one or the other, and I think Flynn may have the edge over Bruce to begin with.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I, uh, well, I agree. I think there's too many question marks for me.
0: But on the flip side, we did have the meme of it's the Proust Moose. And uh, I'm holding the to a, your head, get in.
1: That is a good point. You did say so, hop in.
0: So if you don't hop in, who knows what Monty Burns will do to you. Although, yeah, Leon Cameron scares me. Um, Leon Cameron plays musical deck chairs on the Titanic all the time, and I don't want...
1: Twice to do in one podcast. It. Wow. Twice in one podcast. All right, other guys on the bubble. Quickly, Malcolm Rose's break-even negative seventy one hundred dollars forward for Gold Coast scores of 73 and 75. He is someone that we apparently need to look at. He's going apparently. to score okay. He seems I, to have
0: good job security. He's got good... Uh, he has good job security. I don't know if he's going to score well as a small forward... In the Gold Coast side, he's somehow done so for two weeks in a row. I don't think he's a must-have. If you're desperate to trade someone out this week, sure. But I think, you know, if if you're looking to just hold this week, I think you you don't need to bring him in by any stretch of the imaginations. I don't think. But I've been wrong before, and by gum I'll be wrong again.
2: Just to give my team a little bit of cash generation, I have moved Mitch Owens on to to, uh, Malcolm Rose's just – to get a bit of ca- extra cash on on my uh, in my team, but uh, no, he's definitely not a must-have. Nathan
1: Kruger for Collingwood scored seventy-eight on the weekend as a forward. He's defense eligible two hundred k. Not someone we're recommending, though. Brandon Zirk thatcher eighty-nine on the weekend patch breaking in a negative eighteen price two hundred twenty k. Not someone that we're recommending. <sighs> Tom Wilson for Collingwood one hundred ninety-nine k scored forty-one on the weekend. Not someone that we're recommending. Uh, Marcus Windiger, who a few people traded in before his first game had even happened. Mid-forward, 117k for St. Kilda, only 43 on the weekend. Not someone that I think many people will be bringing in. I'm looking through. There's a lot of just nothing names. N- no offense, nothing names. Like Flynn Perez, 41 for north in defense. break even 12, not recommending. And then I think we can probably draw a line through these two as the last players we look at. Because they're not rookie price, but Taylor Walker, 116 in on the weekend, averaging 112, has plenty of cash to make this week. But I think long term that cash will disappear. Same with Peter Adams, who scored 117 on the weekend at 415k. Ruck Ford, those two guys, if you're trading them in, you're hoping they're keepers. I don't think they're keepers. I think in the end, the cash that they generate in the next two weeks will disappear in the long run. So I'm not recommending them.
0: Indeed, ben gentlemen. Hobbs. Has played one game, not yet. We don't go early on rookies. I don't care how good he looked in stretches. I don't care how Essendon season is in the can, and we need to play him for every week from here on out. Don't pick him. No, Callahan, we would never always pick always a don't.
1: rookie early. We would never pick, We would no, never do would we,
0: it. No, like dog, we'd never do it. Finn Callahan, forty-eight on debut at one hundred ninety-eight k. Eh, no.
1: Well, we've run out of time, gentlemen, so I guess if anyone has questions about who they should trade, should they hold Matt Rowe? Should they trade Lucky Whitfield? Jordan Ridley, what do we do with him? Demo, I reckon there's another podcast on the website that might be able to handle some of those.
2: Yeah, if you've got any questions heading into round six, uh, you can comment on our Facebook page or Instagram page or tweet at us using the hashtag jockmailbag. this week Clark and I are joined by the lead supercoach analyst for Moreira's magic, a coach of dyslexia untied. So here will be a very solid a very solid uh, resource for us and looking forward to picking his brain a bit with your questions.
1: Yep and of course you can comment those questions below this post. On the website, gentlemen, oh, thank you use for the hashtag. Oh, you go, we but have the hashtag. You can use the hashtag as well. What What do, what do you do think th- the hashtag is, Patch?
0: Uh, mail jock bag,
1: mail jock bag. So what? we'll be checking that hashtag too. Patch will be checking that hashtag. I'll be checking that wanna...
0: hashtag. Damo, what hashtag will you be checking? Uh, jock mail bag. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, two very different. That's yeah. Yeah, no, that's for my personal. Anyway, yeah, sorry, dog. as you were saying. Gentlemen, right thank along. you for
1: joining me on this podcast, Demo, Thank you.
2: It's been good to be here. We didn't talk about a couple of players, but I'm sure we'll get those questions in for the mailbag. That's
0: it. We've lost dog. We've lost Le- That's that- a good sign the podcast has ended. Catch All you right. later, community. Well done, Damo, for kicking him. Thank God. He's gone. Okay. And oh, God, All he's right. back. Shit. End the pod. End the pod.